Hey everyone, I want to welcome you guys to another episode of Millennial Money Matters, where we're helping millennials gain control of their finances. And you guys see the topic of this video, it's very close to home. It's a job search and interview 101. So we know what happened last year and what's still going on right now, especially in 2020. But if you were living under a rock, COVID-19 caused a lot of people to lose their jobs. And we're going to talk about that today. But thankfully, today's guest, she is a veteran headhunter. She used to work for a Fortune 1000 company. Jade Masson saw a need for people to learn how to market themselves and their achievements. With over a decade of experience, guys, from resumes to LinkedIn profiles to interview preparations to salary negotiations, Jade is the job search coach and she has got you covered. So it is an honor and pleasure to have you on today's episode, Jade. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. It is an absolute pleasure. You know, this is going to be great because like we said, I mean, I feel like a lot of people, they were affected when it came to, um, you know, COVID's impact on the on the job market last year. A lot of people lost their jobs. I just read some report, honestly, today that um, 21, they reported that 10.13 million people were unemployed in 2020. Crazy. Crazy. Absolutely, absolutely nuts. I mean, I mean, what's your take on that? What do you... I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Well, absolutely unfortunate. Um, but I think that this year in uh, 2021, we there's a lot of opportunity now. Um, companies have shifted, pivoted themselves to be more remote or offering remote positions, and the the needs are still there. So um, you know, job seekers just need to to kind of get themselves back into the game. Right. And that's what we're going to help you guys do, especially. So if this, I mean, 10.13 million, that's a lot of people. But if you find that you were in this category or, you know, someone that is struggling and they're just trying to find, you know, whatever employment they can get or they're just trying to find the right job, we're going to break it down for you. And that's why we have Jade on. We're going to break down three different areas that we need to consider that's going to lead you to that ideal job that you're looking for. We're going to talk about the resume. Obviously, that is critical. So we're going to talk about how to put a, a great resume together when you are on step two, which is actually in the process of job searching. We're going to talk about the right mindset you want to have and how to stay motivated, how to be consistent. We're going to tap on that. And then lastly, once you guys have landed that job and it's time for the interview, well, I should say once you guys have landed the job interview, we're going to talk about this phenomenal method called the STAR method that's going to help you ace it. So if you are in the situation where you're looking for a job or you know someone that is in that sad situation, this is going to be the perfect podcast for you. So let's start off with the first the first phase. That is the resume. Now, Jay, take it from here. What do we need to include? Uh, what do we need to exclude? I mean, break it down for us. Well, you know, a lot of people now are thinking that, you know, if you go on TikTok, if you go on Instagram, there are so many different people that you can follow that give you resume advice. And um, there's two conflicting messages. There's the one where you want to get your resume picked up by the applicant tracking systems or the ATS, and it's done in a specific format. And then there's other people that say, well, if you want to express yourself, you know, creatively and you want to put like colors and graphics and, and bubbles and all that stuff, honestly, 
go with the first method. The second one is not very common. If you're applying to work for Vogue magazine, or if you're going into, let's say, marketing or magazine or graphic design, maybe that might work for you. But if you if you need to pick a, me- a, a strategy of how to do the resume, you want to do what the ATS is going to pick up. That's the bottom line. So the way that you want to structure the resume is you want to have your name and contact information and whatever social media, ideally your LinkedIn and your email right at the top. Then you want to have like two second elevator speech. The elevator speech is basically giving a synopsis of what you do, what you bring to the table, um, really short, maybe a couple sentences about, and it's focusing on, you know, your, your value added your added value, so to speak. (laughs) And then you wanna have a section right underneath it that is entitled areas of expertise. And that those are all of those applicant tracking keywords. So for instance, if you are a CFO, you would put, you know, um, financial reporting, financial analysis, monthly, quarterly, annual statements, um, you know, stuff like that, that you would find in a, a CFO job posting, different keywords. Okay. Um, and then you want to have your professional experience, which is in a chronological order, starting with the most recent to the, you know, the, the furthest back in the, in the resume. And when you put what you've done in each job, you want to make sure you have a section that talks about where you added the value. And what I mean by that, it's something called like the feature benefit. It's the, you've done all these things, but then you achieved what, you know? And these are the types of things on the resume that you're going to talk about on the interview because that's the, that's what makes you special. That's the sizzle. That's why they want to hire you because you've, you've taken it a step further and you've added value. And then you want to, of course, include your education and, um, definitely include like software that you've worked with because a lot of times on those applicant tracking systems they're not only looking for uh keywords but they're looking for software that you've used because sometimes a company is looking for somebody with a specific software and if you don't have it on the resume but you've worked with it your resume is not going to be picked up or they may not call you in okay so that's in a nutshell the bare bones of what your resume should look like interesting okay Okay? Yeah. yeah, I think you know what. Out of all of those, that actually blew my mind was that last piece, the uh, the software piece, because even I didn't know that. That seems yeah. that's super important. Oh wow. Yep. So- software and even you know sometimes even technical. Um, you can also include if you are multilingual. Mm. If you speak multiple languages, you want to include that as well. Um, and sometimes there are skills that are technical skills. If you are in the technical field then you would have a larger technical section with your technical skills. Gotcha. Okay. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Because then that'll, that, that's going to show your experience and you're looking for experience and expertise. So that makes total sense. Now, look, right. let me ask you this, because um, someone might be thinking this too. I mean, a lot of us, like our, our first jobs might be drastically different than what we're applying for. Like I know, for instance, my first job was working at a frozen yogurt shop that was my first job from your world and I mean now I'm not doing anything like that I mean I'm a personal finance coach so two different spectrums so if I'm applying to let's say 
my first job was McDonald's. So it was one of those kind of like starter type uh, positions. And I'm, I'm applying now, it's been a few years, I'm applying to be a, uh, I don't know, electromechanic engineer, electromech engineer. Should I include that McDonald's aspect on my resume or should I probably leave that off because they don't, they don't really compare it to each other? You know, it really depends on how many years you've been working. And it also depends on, um, you know, how, yeah, it really depends on how many years you've been working. So let's say you've been in the job market. Let's say you are, you've been working now for like 25 years. Um, perhaps the first job that you had, which is not relevant to what you're doing, what you've been doing for the past 20, yeah, you could leave it off. But if you, if you now, maybe you just got your master's degree in, you said electrical engineering, or you, you got a, a, a you know, a, a, what they call it a um a technical a technical certificate in electrical engineering or whatever it is and you maybe have some um apprenticeship type experience and then you're now looking for a permanent job yeah put the, put the mcdonald's on there you need to account for the time people want to know that you've been actively working that you've been you know because there's you you learn things you gain different um, experience, through every experience you learn something and you grow. And so it doesn't matter where you work. What matters is that you're working. Totally true. Totally true. So if, if you're in that situation, if you guys are moving up to different, uh, different positions, different occupations, include it. Like she mentioned, it's, it's important. At least, it, at least it shows you, you've got a good work ethic and that you've, you've been moving. So keep that in mind. Now, I wanted to cover something on a, on a side note, too, because I feel like most people, they're aware that, yeah, if I want to apply for a job, I need to have a resume. But then there's that 50-50. It's the cover letter. Now, do I need to have a cover letter? I mean, if I do, what's kind of like how you did like a, a brief framework of the resume? If I make a cover letter, what's a simple framework I can follow to get that done and just break that down? So, yeah, you, you know... They may or may not look at that cover letter, but most job applications require you to have one. Um, and I usually follow a very simple format of the cover letter. You First of all, you don't want to overwhelm people with like a novel about your life on this cover letter. They don't have the time to read it and you don't have the time to write it. So really what the cover letter is, is you're going to basically state your interest in the position. You want to use the title of the position on the cover letter. And you want to say something about how you, you are interested in the position and that you have XYZ relevant experience. That would be in the first paragraph. Like you would pick out a couple of those, um, you know, applicant tracking term terms that you have on your resume that coincide with what they're looking for on the job description. Then the second paragraph, you would talk about maybe you pick two or three of your key achievements because you have those key achievements ready on your resume and you say, I have done, you know, you, you in the position you're looking for somebody who's done blank. Well, I have done blank in this. I've done this and I accomplished blank. I have done this in this position and I accomplished blank and I have done this in that position. I accomplished blank. You know, I feel that I can add value to your role. You're showing them your added value. And then in the final paragraph, you restate your interest. It's very important that you show your interest in a position and how eager you are because people like people who like them, right? So 
the company doesn't want to they don't want to feel like they need to convince you even though you're applying we know that you're interested they want to know that if that that you're interested that's a, it's an important feature that you are you're excited about this role because they like people like people that are energetic people like people that that buy into the mission that drink the Kool-Aid you know they don't need to convince them that their company is great because there's going to come a time where you're going to have to negotiate the salary they want to know that they already have you in the bag if that if so to speak, you know what i mean so restate your interest um state your availability and make sure that you you know state that you know you are very confident you can add value to help your this company grow and put your contact information visibly on that on that cover letter as well. You guys. So it shouldn't be long. It should be 3 paragraphs in that format. There you go. You guys just heard it from the best. So we just got a full you guys just got a full framework of how to put the ideal resume together and then how to put the ideal cover letter. Not too long cuz You know what? Even I've seen that before, um, where cover letters are like it, it's a whole biography. You know, twenty. Nah, I'm just over exaggerating, saying twenty pages, but it's just like it's it's a whole biography. And it's like you said, it's like you don't want to write it. It's gonna take too long, and they're definitely not gonna read it. So follow this nice and easy three paragraph framework. You guys will be all right. It's awesome. That. You know. In uh in higher level roles like if you're a C-suite or you're a manager sometimes um sometimes we would replace the cover letter with like quote a bio and what a bio is is basically highlighting like it's not the full resume but it's picking out the stuff from the resume that and that basically matches the job description and doing it more of like in a bulleted form so you could theoretically expand that middle section and talk about different things that you've done that is exactly what that job is looking for um and what the the hiring manager might do is just go read that one read the middle section because they they don't want to bring in people that are not qualified for the job and what this is essentially doing is it's allowing them to not have to read the whole resume to get the information that qualifies you for the job. Gotcha. So out of all three paragraphs, you want to aim at that center that second paragraph, the one right in the middle. That's going to be the crux of anything. Excellent. Correct. Excellent. And you guys know, I mean, we this is some great information and this is this is the framework, but sometimes it's a lot easier said than done. So at the end of this, obviously in the description, I'm going to have all of Jade's information so that If you guys are kind of still struggling after this this brief summary, you can reach out to her and she can help you out in this regard because like I mean like we said, I mean it's a lot easier said than done. So, Jay can take the time, she'll help you, she'll look at your job history, she'll put it all together. She's got the experience, so you guys might as well just take advantage of it. So, I'll have that information in the chat for you guys. So, we just came up, let's just say I I just completed my resume. I just put together the 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 perfect cover letter. Now here's step 2 guys because that resume is not going to get into employer's hands just by magic. We've got to go out and we've got to start job searching. So I I I know a lot of people they there's there's different techniques. There's, you know, going on indeed.com, there's going on monster.com, there's actually physically going into the store which might be a little different nowadays, but people going into the store going up to the manager supervisor passing out the resume 
What in your experience, Jade, I know this is a little side question, but what in your experience has been the most effective way to get my resume in the hands of employers? Two things. Number one, you have to treat it like a numbers game. So you got to utilize what's out there right now, which is technology. Um, it's very rare that you can walk into an establishment and hand your resume. I mean, that would be like a mom and pop kind of place. Unfortunately, mom and pops are becoming extinct. <laughs> so most companies don't allow you to walk in the door for security reasons. So the way that you need to go about it is you need to get tech, tech savvy and you have to get on these websites like indeed.com, LinkedIn, um, and you know, I mean the old school monster career builder and there's tons of different job searching places, but indeed and LinkedIn kind of like are like where you should start. And you wanna to put together a plan for yourself because again, you know, it's it can be very overwhelming. You feel like you're just sending your resume out into the dark abyss and you don't know who's seeing it. You don't, you know, most of the time you don't hear an answer. So what you can control is your activity. So you want to treat it. You don't want to focus on the job because you're going to get you're going to get heartbroken in every second. You want to focus on reaching your your activity and you treat it kind of like training for a marathon. Right. So if you focus on sending your resume out, let's say, you know, um, again, this is a goal. I have to preface that because because some people are like, well, I can't do that. I can't, I can't make these numbers. It's a goal. It doesn't mean you're going to reach it, but at least you have some place to reach. So you want to try to get your resume sent out at least 50 times a week. So that means like 10 times a day. And what's interesting is that LinkedIn is great because they, you can sort, like if you do a search on LinkedIn for jobs, you can sort by how easy it would be for you to actually apply. They have like, they have it categorized into like easy apply and then like all these different ways of applying. Cause some, some of these job applications can take you like 40 minutes to like apply, right? And you need to be able to budget that time so that you're not wasting your whole morning applying to one job. So you can, you can structure your job search based on how long it's gonna take you to apply, how many you're gonna reach that day. And then you wanna give yourself a schedule so that you're not just aimlessly applying and like losing your mind. You know, you want to have some real, you know, um, real attainable goals and you want to then focus after you focusing on the activity, you want to focus on the, the real goal, which is getting interviews. And ideally you want to be getting at least three interviews a week. Again, it may not happen for a while, but that's your goal. And an interview um, is an interview can be on the phone can be virtual and it can be in person they all count but the only way to get to the point where you are getting uh activity coming your way is if you are consistent with your activity going out that is crazy so you guys heard that 50 resumes a week ideally so that's that's roughly about 10 a day you're aiming for three interviews per week. And like like Jade, met, uh, like she mentioned, doesn't matter how it is, interviews and interview. But what we see basically from this whole thing is that it really does take consistency. I mean, if you're in that situation where, you know, you, you need employment and you don't have it, I hope you have that kind of consistency because you, you want to get a job. And if you really want to get a job, you're going to put in the work. You know, this, this, this. Right. 
Right. And don't forget networking. Networking is also part of the activity. So you want to include, you know, reaching out to people you've worked with, reaching out to people that you've gone to school with, people that you've maybe some of your customers, some of your your supervisors um, and start working that way. And then there's also ways to network on LinkedIn. If like if there's a particular company you want to work for, um, you can try to, you know, see if you can connect with people um, that know people in that company, you know. You have to be a little um, tenacious in a, in a nice way. You know, you gotta you gotta work it. But if you're not working, then your job is to be looking for a job and treat it like a job. Your job is good, <laughs> and that's it. I like that. I like that. It is. I really like that. Your job is going to be looking for a job because I guarantee I guarantee you I guarantee you if you treat your unemployment like a job where you're looking for a job, you will get hired. And, and it may take you maybe three weeks, four weeks, it may take you two months, but the whole, this whole process is gonna, is gonna build this network for yourself. People, you never know what can happen unless you put yourself out there. If you don't put yourself out there, no one's gonna put, no one's gonna, no one's gonna put you out there unless you put yourself out there. So you gotta really, you gotta jump in the pool and you got, and you gotta, you know, one thing I do want to mention is that somebody had said to me once that they felt like, well, if, if they were offered a position, they'd have to take it because, you know, um, they were afraid of they were afraid of being tenacious. They were afraid of getting themselves out there because they were afraid of if they were offered a position they didn't want and they felt like they had to take it. No, that's you don't have to do anything. You don't have to take anything. There's no law that says you have to get you have to accept a position that you don't want. There's it's not going to nothing's going to happen to you. But what is going to happen to you if you are consistent with your activity, you're going to get lots of opportunity coming your way. And then you're going to have to figure out who, who who's the best one to pick. And and it puts you in such a great position because then you can start negotiating, you know, even for yourself feeling confident enough to ask for more money because you see that you the people want you. You know, it, it's a mind game with yourself, really. But it's all about the consistency of the activity. Big time. And, and, and like we said, I mean, it, it shouldn't be that hard. I mean, if you really want it that bad enough. I mean, we, remember the, 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 the fact I mentioned, the statistic is that, you know, over 10 million people are out of a job. as That was reported this year, January 2021. So you're slightly in a competition against everyone else who's looking for a job so you need to make sure you need to make sure that you're making yourself stand out which is what we talked about with the resume and the cover letter and then you've got to outwork everyone as best as you can that comes through the consistency that comes through putting out your resume multiple times that comes through like jade mentioned what and this you know i think that was really important that you mentioned that because if you're in that position you do feel powerless so you do feel slightly desperate that oh this job popped up i don't really want it but god let me take but you you proved how you need to have a, a confident mindset you need to be tenacious you need to be confident and i mean guys that's that's got to be a crazy feeling too i mean if you're looking for uh, a job and then you've got five or six that, that want to hire you and now the balls are in your court so that's pretty that's pretty cool but it comes from being consistent that's not just going to happen you have to take advantage of of linkedin like jade mentioned you have to take advantage of indeed you have to be tech savvy you can't just rest on your laurels you have to be active with it you know and that's how you're going to find that success so that's that's awesome so now we we covered the first two phases 
you've got your resume together, got your cover letter. Phase two, you've been job searching now. It's been a little bit of time, but you put out 50 resumes a week. It's been at the point where you've got three interviews lined up for next week. Now, I'm excited about this one because this is cool. We've got a, a special method. It's called the STAR method. That's going to help you to do phenomenally well on these interviews that you've got lined up. So, real brief synopsis. I'm going to let Jay take over. We've got S for situation. We've got T for task. We've got A for action. And we've got R for results. This is the STAR method. Now, Jade, how does this, I mean, what does this mean? How does this apply to the interview? And how does this make us uh, a lot more efficient? Well, you know, the STAR method may or may not be used in every interview. Um, It's really what the the hiring manager is going to lead the conversation. Okay. And there are, you know, I've coached, um, I coach many different types of people in all different industries. Um, and I do one-on-one coaching. That's, that's where people usually hire me, um, for one-on-one coaching and, um, for both resume, cover letter, for interview preparation, salary negotiations. And a lot of the bigger companies like Facebook and Google will use different types of behavioral, behavioral based interviewing techniques. And one of them is called the star method. And so, um, again, it's not for, it's not going to be for every interview, but it's good to use this in general because it kind of, it kind of helps you articulate those key achievements that's on, that, are, that are on your resume, which again are those, you know, the feature benefit, like the why we should hire you and what have you done for other people questions. So basically the first one is situation. Do you think of a situation or project that you've been involved with? Could be individual or team-based, you work, work or personal. Um, you know, you don't want to spend too much time explaining this, right? Then you want to consider a particular task, problem or activity that you've had to tackle within this situation or project. And then you want to describe what the, the role that you played, what activity you did personally to demonstrate your approach, um, a particular set of skills that you may have demonstrated, competence, strength, smarts. Um, and this is the part of the story which is the most important at the interview. And then finally, the result is, you know, what was the final outcome of your actions and that of your team members? And you want to state it in an exacting way using quantities you know, what was the impact, the final results, etc. And this is a great way to answer or talk about these things because um, a lot of times people forget <laughs> parts of the, of the story. And, you know, you don't want to, you don't want the hiring manager to, to not understand you because if they can't, if you can't articulate yourself and they can't understand you, then you're done. <laughs> so this is a way for you to practice how to be concise, clear, and get your point across, you know? Um, I'll give you an example, okay? So let's say you're trying to show your leadership. This is a trait you're trying to show. And you work for XYZ Auto, okay? So an example of this would be, you know, um, the situation was um, they had no, you know, you, you were asked to lead a team to improve efficiency of their diagnostic methods. The task was to implement a more efficient diagnostic process and reduce the efficiencies by 2%. Um, the action was you made the team comfortable, you broke down the tasks, you split the task amongst the team, the, the teams by skill sets, and the result was you finished the project on time, you delivered new diagnostic methods that cut the inefficiencies by 4%. That's the STAR method answer in a nutshell. 
there you guys go. And I like that because it, 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 it seems like we can use that similar outline, that similar framework when we're putting together our cover letter because we wanted to kind of show past experience and, and give situations like that, right? Well, the cover letter is right. going to be definitely more concise. This elaborates a little more. This The cover letter part is just talking about the feature benefit, which is basically, you know, managed XYZ task, improved, you know, efficiency of department and reduce the inefficiencies by 4%. That's That would be like the sentence you would put on that cover letter. But yeah, essentially, they're all similar. The The feature benefit, the cover letter key achievements, and the, the, the STAR method, they're all variations on the same theme, just different ways of articulating and, and discussing. And guys, like, like Jade mentioned too, is that if you are in the situation you are planning for um, an interview, whether no matter what the company may be, Go to Jade about it because she can help you take this information. I mean, we gave a, a really, Jade gave really in-depth um, guidance and education in this podcast, but she can tailor it to your specific situation. And and a lot of us, that's that's what we need. This is really great, but sometimes you might need that hands, you know, that that hands-on approach, and Jade will give that to you. So, like I said, the information, I'm, I'm definitely going to make sure that that information is going to be in the chat. Well, not the chat, but the uh, the description for the uh, for the episode. So you guys can reach out. And so you guys can stand out from the crowd, too. Because we can't stress it enough. There's a lot of people that are looking for jobs right now. Sadly, that's the case. And if you're in that situation, you need to stand out if you're going to be successful. Now, I wanted to cover real quick, why did we have this topic? I mean, this whole podcast series is devoted to to helping people manage, well, especially helping millennials gain control and manage their finances. So why did we have this conversation? Well, think about this this way, guys. Even if you do currently have a job, there's a lot of people that are in the situation where their expenses are outweighing their current income. And if there's no wiggle room, if there, if these are the fixed expenses that can't be reduced or removed, sometimes it just comes down to, we've got to get another job. I mean, sometimes we just need another source of income. So if you are in that situation, you can apply this method. You can apply this, the, these concepts that we talked about, about the resume, the cover letter, the job searching, the star method. You can apply these concepts to help you find employment that can help you bring in further income. That's important. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we brought this up because you can't control or gain control of any finances if you don't have any finances. You got to have some stream of income coming in, you know, and and the only way you're really going to do that for the most part, I mean, there's other, you know, there's other things you could do, but for the most part, you need to have a job. You got to have a consistent form of income if you are going to be able to manage your finances. So this is on both sides of the spectrum really whether you have a job or if you don't applying what we talked today will help you to better gain that control and that's what we're all about you know it's it's very important so just a brief summary of this fantastic podcast episode we talked about having the resume what to include and what not to include now if you missed anything even jade brought out a, a nice solid framework for the resume i'm going to read it real briefly hopefully i didn't jack it up too much but obviously you want to have your name your contact information you want to have an elevator pitch you want to list out your area of expertise you want to also list out your professional experience and 
you want to list out any education, any specific software, any um, technological um, tools <laughs> that you use, but you want to have that all there in the resume so that it equates to the job that you're applying for. And the cover letter, we know it doesn't have to be a, a full 20 year long essay, but three simple paragraphs. And we want to make sure we have that seven paragraph really on point. And what do we mean by on point? Go back to earlier in the episode because Jade breaks that down nice and easy for you guys. When we're taking it to phase two, after you've got your resume and your cover letter put together all nice and nice, it's time to start job searching. And it's going to take tenacity. It's going to take consistency. Ideally, you know, playing the numbers game, 50 resumes a week, aiming for three interviews minimum a week. But even though it might sound like a lot, break it down by your schedule. Be consistent and you'll be successful. And then lastly, phase three, we talked about the STAR method, which is, a, is an interview technique that we still want to be aware of because it's, it's great just to have this information on mind, just to have our, our previous achievements listed out in this, this situation, task, action, and results um, kind of framework so that we can apply that. And this, I mean, all of this will help us to stand out from everyone else that's applying for a job. We need to stand out or else... Your job is going to be looking for another job. So Jade, honestly, I gotta say thank you so much for for being on this episode, for being on this interview. This was this is phenomenal. I, I learned some stuff too. My pleasure. It's been great, and I appreciate you having me on. And uh, you know, uh, I appreciate what you're doing because um, you know it's you can have a job, but if you're not saving your money and managing your finances and you're back to square one. So, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's Appreciate good stuff. That so so much. Thanks, and, thanks and again. Thank you guys that are listening in and thanks for tuning into another episode of the millennial money matters. And we'll talk to you soon.